What's up, everyone? Today in the Journey of Excellence podcast, I have with Chanel Connell. Chanel is an actress, public speaker, writer, content creator, and an amazing businesswoman who loves encouraging her listeners and audience to live a healthy lifestyle, both mentally and physically. It was awesome to have Chanel on the podcast. Let's dive into our conversation. Before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Jenny Lee. Jenny is a friend of the podcast who is a spoken word artist whose art shares inspiring messages of joy, faith, hope, and love. Please do me a favor and check out her Instagram, which is Lotus Arms, that's spelled L-O-T-U-S-A-R-M-S, and give her a follow. Now let's jump back into today's interview. Well, thank you very much, Chanel, for coming to the Journey of Excellence podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. So... What I I do with a lot of my guests is I'd like to get to know them a little better. This is our first time getting to know each other. I'm going to start with some, you know, some couple questions to get us in the mood for the conversation. Is that cool? Yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited. All right. All right. So here are the questions. So um, favorite singer-songwriter? Ooh, is it weird that one came to me from like when I was a scene kid back when I was like 14? No, that's great. That's great. I love that's Panic wonderful. at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first thing that popped into my brain. Okay. Do you, mm-hmm. Is it a favorite album of theirs that you like at all? Or? Um, ooh, I don't know if I could like do the album name, but like okay. I remember oh, it was the one and they had all like the circus type characters on them. I can't remember right now the okay. name of it. Mm-hmm. No problem. No problem. Okay, so when you travel, do you prefer the window seat or the aisle? Oh, depends on my mood. If I want to like take cute um, pictures of outside, definitely the window. But if I'm feeling a little claustrophobic, okay. I'm like, I need that aisle seat. Okay. <laughs> Favorite childhood candy? Oh, kind of like those root beer gummies, like that you get at like Seven yes, Eleven, yes. you know? Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 I've had the Coca Cola yeah. ones, but yes, root beer ones. ones. I have heard of those. Those are good too. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Last book you read or currently mm, reading? I'm reading a book called How to Stop Acting. Um, nice. it's really like beneficial if there's anybody on the podcast listening that like likes doing acting. A hundred percent. If you mm-hmm. haven't read that book, you need to go do it right now. Wonderful. A favorite saying of yours. Always leave people better off than you found them. Yeah. Nice. Would you rather go skydiving or bungee jumping? Oh my jumping? gosh. I just had this conversation <laughs> with someone the other day and I was like, I would never do any of these. I'm not a big heights person Is either. Is this like but... a Sophie's Choice thing? I have to pick one? <laughs> yeah, just pick one. Just for the Ooh, fun of it. I think skydiving because hear, hear me oh, out. Okay. If I skydive oh, yeah. and like it goes wrong, I'm dead. Like I'm a pancake. But if I bungee jump <laughs> okay. and it goes wrong, like I could snap my spine and be a paraplegic. Right? True, 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 true. <laughs> okay. I think I'm wishing the sky dive. Yeah. Way. So yeah, that's true. That's true. And then a favorite food of yours that you cannot go without a month eating? Mm, probably chicken wings. Chicken wings. Okay. I, um, any flavor? Definitely like the hot, hot ones. Hot wings. Hot? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're originally from Calgary. Take me back to some of your earlier okay. years. Um, back to my earlier years. Well, I was born and raised in Calgary. I lived there for 16 years. Uh, basically lived in the Douglasdale area my whole life. I think I moved okay. homes three times, but within Douglasdale. So, 
sometimes okay. like a block <laughs> apart from each other. I had a really good okay. childhood. Like my family's super tight knit. I'm an only child, so I'm really close with my dad. And then my cousins and I were also really close because they were like my brothers. So I grew up with all boy cousins and I was the only girl. So I definitely developed (laughs) like a bit of um, a masculine sense of humor. Yes. Um, yes, (laughs) Which I mean, (laughs) it bodes well in like a dating environment. Guys are like, man, you're kind of funny because you sound like my buddies and I'm like that's great because my cousins have the exact same humor because they're all men <laughs> that's good that's, I know um you've done so much impressive things you have a, a real impressive resume from acting thank you you know writing designing and you start your own company so I want to know is where does this drive come from like that you have that you just want to do it all and do it with excellence oh man um I think ever since I was little, like I've never really been fearful of failure. Uh, My mom and I were just talking about this the other night and she said to me, she goes, you know, anything you ever did, especially when it came to putting yourself out there, my dad and I were, or your dad and I were always blown away just by how fearless you were. And when it comes to doing so many different things, I've just been allowed to have a lot of different passions and express myself in many different ways. And my parents have always been very encouraging of me trying new things or if something doesn't work, trying something else. And I kind of threw a bunch of stuff at the wall until it's stuck. Like, you know, when you throw paint on like a, and you're like, Oh, we'll see which like looks the best. And yes, yes. Like on a palette. Yes. (laughs) mm -hmm, That's kind of where it all came from. And I just, I don't have the personality to do anything uh, less than excellent otherwise. Wonderful. I want to quickly go back. You said you, it was a Douglas, Douglas field that you were, um, um, that, that the town you were born in. The, that's the subsector of Calgary. So there's a lot of different little subsectors. Like there's Auburn Bay, Mackenzie Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I lived in the Southeast. Yeah. The Southeast. And the reason I'm asking is because, you know, I know I, you could let me know if you know. So I know that people who come, was it a smaller environment? Like, was it a small community by chance? Or was it like a pretty big community? Um, Douglas is a pretty big community. Like, okay. Okay. You know, because the reason why I, was, I said it is because, you know, I literally know like people who do come from smaller towns like myself, but my, um, the country I'm from, Bermuda, is like 68,000 people. I know Holy. that you do so much, right? So I was wondering like, if that drive, because sometimes when you're in a smaller community, you could, I guess you think outside the box, but if you said that it's a, it was a larger and it was a big community, I was just wondering if that was another um, fuel to your drive, right? That, with all these great things that you do. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, because Douglasdale is just like a little neighborhood, but it's a big neighborhood within Calgary. Uh, I never really saw it as like a limiting factor because Calgary is so big and like you drive everywhere. Right. But I think when I moved to Kelowna, which is where I live now, that like I'm in a small town now for um, my taste. Like I think we have 129,000 people or 190,000. One of those in between there. (laughs) So, okay. It's pretty tiny, and yeah. for me anyway, coming from Calgary, which has nearly um, over a million people, yes, I uh, I kind of was like, wow, if I'm gonna make something happen for myself in a town like Kelowna, like I have to do it 
yeah. on my own. Um, it's not going to happen if I'm relying on another company or something else like that. No, but I mean, at least you're doing it. You know, a lot of people talk a good talk, but you're talking and walking. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know? Thank so, you. I so believe can, in action is very important. Uh, action is the number one um, theme, I think, for everyone. You know, you, you got to take action in everything you do, right? So, mm-hmm. so can you give some advice to our listeners who might be talented in a lot of different ways like yourself on the importance of not boxing themselves in into society norms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I feel like so many people have this perception that you have to stick to one niche. You have to stick to what you know, like don't veer away from, you know, let's say your niche is cooking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then let's narrow down that niche to desserts. But maybe one day you don't want to do desserts. Maybe you want to do really home, uh, like hearty, warm type cooking, you know, like soups and all that stuff. This is a terrible analogy (laughs) (laughs) if you limit yourself just to that one niche you're gonna burn out really quickly because I don't believe as humans that we're meant to stick to one thing like I'm Christian and you and I talked about this before our um uh podcast had started but I think God gives us so many different talents and it's doing a disservice to him and what he's blessed us with by sticking to that one thing yeah no it's so true it's like that you know um the parable i think the bible and i think it was three men and i think he i think it was the king of something he told the three men that you know um to come back and basically like double or triple their gift and Mm -hmm. the two other men went and done their thing but the one who had one talent i guess he didn't have that drive or what you said that he didn't expand himself and he basically got cut off right i think it shows you like if that's a biblical you know you could translate that into any yeah career anything in life you know so um yeah I think what you said too when you try to when you try to keep yourself in just one area and don't broaden out I think you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the world you know what I mean because I believe mm-hmm. we all have a gift to share and you're definitely doing that with all you now yeah. expanding on the faith thing mm-hmm. right I want to I know you're in the public eye and I know um that you know you you're a youtuber you do all these different things and um you speak on a lot of interesting topics, but how has your faith been able to help you connect with followers who may not come from the faith background like yourself? That's a really good question. I I think the biggest thing for me is I try to keep my messages and my platforms very positive. I try to keep them um, very clean. Like I don't, I recently joined TikTok and like it is so much fun Yes, but I have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like memes or challenges that they have on there with the, where the songs have swears. And like, I, okay, okay. you know, I, if I want to be trendy, like I should be doing those, but I, I won't do them. Cause I just, I don't want um, a young kid to be looking at my content and then know one day that their mom's going to be like, you can't watch that person because you can't <laughs> say those words. Um, yeah. I think like having God as like my driving force, for those morals and um, keeping him in my heart has really benefited me because people will tell me they're like, you know, the one thing I love about your platforms or what you post or what you talk about online is I know that you're Christian. And like, even if you don't talk about it, like I just get this general vibe that like, you're very, um, I don't want to say like righteous not righteous in a bad way but like very just type person like you seem to be very um 
uh-huh. like connect with you. Yeah. Like it's, it's, they're like, it's exactly like, they just, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I exactly what you said, like they can connect with me. They're like, I just feel like safe and warm because mm. of how right um, your platform feels like that, that doesn't feel tainted with pride or um, arrogance. And I think there's a lot of that on social media and I just yeah, don't want to put out that feeling where someone's going to feel bad about themselves or question like their worth. And I think that comes from me ultimately being like, at the end of the day, Jesus is the most worthy person and I'm not worth like the glory that he is. So if I can further along his message, great. Um, if it's self-serving toward me, then I'm not doing it for the right reasons. I like that. So I always tell people like, you know, I think we need to serve Inside the church, but also outside the four walls, right? I think sometimes when, sometimes as Christians, like, I'm not trying to put the bad rap, right? I'm a Christian myself, but I think sometimes some Christians, like different churches I've been to, like, they're very, um, I don't want to say cliquish, it's almost sometimes it could be high school, but like, they almost look down on people who are in the world and stuff. But yeah. I think, you know, the best example, I mean, Jesus was with everyone, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think to be able to be able to reach people, you have to truly um, at some point, you have to, like, when I say minister, just minister through your actions, like how you said, like, you write your posts or the blogs that you do, right? So I think it's your actions as well, so now that people are able to pick up, ah, I can connect with this young lady and different things, right? So, um, yeah, no, I like that. I like Thank that. you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So I know you as well talk a lot about self-help. Can, like, can you give us any, like, self-help tips that, you know, some of our listeners could probably try to do on an everyday basis? Or why has um, self-help been so important for you? Yeah, I started kind of falling in love with that self-help spectrum. Uh, Quite a few years ago, I went through a really toxic and abusive relationship. Um, Yeah, it wasn't physically abusive, thankfully. I didn't have to enter in that that zone. But uh, mental abuse is just still um, as toxic to your psyche and how you feel about yourself in a day-to-day aspect. For sure. Um. And that's kind of when I started picking up like a lot of self-help books. I was like, okay, I need to do something about how I'm feeling because I'm not feeling good right now. And I just realized like they actually do say self-help books and self-help in general um, when written right and comes from a valid perspective is actually, if not the same or slightly more effective than CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, don't quote me on that because that might have changed from when I heard it, but uh, <laughs> that is something I heard when I was taking a mental health uh, first aid course. And that's when it kind of clicked in me. I was like, okay, like if this is as effective as going to see a therapist who's going to use a CBT method um, to help you through any issues that you're going through, why can't I apply what I'm learning in school and help people online. Um, now I, I want to be like really uh, upfront. Like I don't have my uh, RCC, which is my registered clinical counselor. I am looking at going back to school for my master's to get oh, that. Nice, um, nice, nice. So I'm not qualified to counsel people, but I would say having a psychology degree qualifies me more than the um average online person to give advice on self-help, mental health, that sort of spectrum, because I do have an education in it. And I was like, I I don't know what I'm going to do with just a psychology degree, because you can't do much, but I might as well utilize what I've learned to to give other people that, um, 
that hope that they need or instruction to what they might be missing in their life. Okay. Now, call me more. I think I um, saw an interview with you and you said, um, I know you had your psychology degree. Um, is it something that like marriage counseling stuff, that's something that are you looking to get into or like relationship? Cause I know you do like a lot of relationship advice. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship, uh, marriage and sex counseling is actually the area and spectrum I'd love to be in. Uh, one day if I could have my biggest dream, I would love, besides being an actress, I would love to host my own relationship talk show. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can yeah, because I just I love it. I'm so passionate about it. I think yeah. relationships are like at the core of what everybody um, searches for to have a healthy relationship in life. And there's yeah. so many people out there and including myself until uh, a few years ago, like I didn't know what a healthy relationship was supposed to look like or feel like. Um, yeah. So if I could be that yeah. person to educate and inspired i'm i'm all for it i think it's so true you know i think um being in that right relationship and as well too um you like when when you're waiting for that proper relationship to to love yourself right because um you can't love anyone else before you love yourself so um my next question i want to ask was you know um and as as i know you do a lot of relationship advice but we can you give some of our male female listeners um some advice when it comes to dating Yes, I could. Uh, what what aspect are we are we gonna go in, Cam? Here, um, we could anyway. I mean, it could be just meeting a person, a social event, whenever too early to text, and it's not. Or, okay. um, I guess, yeah, you know, like because you're the expert. Like, yeah, let, let's do that scenario. Let's say okay. you just meet someone at a cocktail event or something, and you exchange numbers. Awesome. Okay, so first off, I want to add on to meeting somebody just before we get into the the number exchange thing. Um, When you're looking to meet people, uh, evaluate what places you're trying to meet them at. Um, Because if you're going to meet them at a bar, uh, that might not align with your values, say, um, if you were to meet them at church or the gym. If you're someone who's really into active and healthy lifestyle, you're not going to want to meet somebody who's like attending a a beer drinking contest. You know what I mean? So be really mindful of where you're meeting people when you are searching, because where you meet them is uh, not all the time, but it it is a typical indicator uh, of dictating the kind of person that you're going to meet. So it's like put yourself in the position to attract who you want to attract. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that. I believe yeah. that. I don't want to. I want to dial back. I mean, when I say cocktail, I just threw that out there. But I oh yeah, like a social event, right? But no, I, I think you're right. I think you track what you do, right? So mm-hmm. right, you're going to be out in that type of environment. You're not going to get that godly woman or that godly man, right? Yeah. So, or whoever. See, you know I would I mean? totally go to a cocktail party, and I like depending on what kind of cocktail party it is. You could go to one that's a little upper scale and. Yeah. You're going to meet some really entrepreneurial, like business-minded people. So that'd be a perfect place for somebody who's on the journey of to excellence to meet somebody, right? Wonderful. No, you're right. I mean, that's my, I like more outings and like rooftop mm-hmm. type of things, like when you could mingle and actually talk, you know, yeah. clubs, I don't do that. I have done in the past, but that's not my style at all. Like I want to really have a conversation with the Same. person, honestly, the person's face. I want to be able to, yeah, you know, like. It's it's hard to be in a club, dark lights, and it's not really my style. I'm more of a conversational-based type of guy, you know? Yeah, so. totally, me too. So, okay, so you meet someone at, like, a little high-scale cocktail hour. Um, you know, you're flirting with them. They're looking really okay. good across the room. You guys lock <laughs> eyes. You chat a little bit. You brush their arm. 
and uh, it comes to asking for their number. What do you do? Um, I think there shouldn't be a limit on when it's too soon to text, especially if you're really interested in someone. Now, I come from a very traditional background and as a woman, if I got the guy's number, I'd wait at least a day uh, to text him just because it's that cat and mouse type of thing. Men are biologically programmed for that chase. So um, play into that, play into that biological, on a scientific basis, it would be like that evolutionary standpoint. Yes, Men were yes, built yes. for that. Um, yes. If you're the guy, go go get her. Like uh, <laughs> when you get home from that cocktail hour, send her a quick little text and be like, hey, I really liked meeting you. Okay. Um, yeah. Would love to chat tomorrow. I'm off to bed. And then text her no, the next day. Don't let her, don't wait for her to text you. Okay, so you're yeah. saying okay. I, I think so too because I think if you really have a connection, um, like so, for example, if I was in a, if I was in a scenario and I was out and I met I met a young lady, and um, would it be if I just said, hey, this is Cam, um, nice to meet you, um, that like that breaking that I, that's all right. That that wouldn't be too soon. You yeah. Because I feel like if you have a connection, yeah, you said go for it, right? I don't. I'm mm-hmm. not the type of person who's gonna make a um girl you know wait around. Like when I really like. When I want to pursue um, a female, I'm going to go after, but in a in a very respectful way. Exactly. Yeah. And then on the flip side, like if you aren't a traditionalist, um, like I am, I think uh, both for men and women, like you can approach it the same way. Um, if you really are interested in that person and you do um, want to connect with them, definitely just send that quick text that evening to let them know, hey, I enjoyed meeting you. I have you on my mind before. I'm heading off to bed and it gives that person that you're texting a heads up that, okay, like I might be connecting with this person in the future instead of waiting a couple days. No one likes that. It's no. just tacky. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So as, as you know, life is one big journey and on this journey, we experience great wins and great losses. Can you share with us um, some challenging times you may have overcome or what you've learned, learned from them? Mm, yeah, I uh, I think like the biggest challenges I've had recently are just some some family challenges that like I don't yeah. feel our mind to sleep on at this time. But no, I no, can no. tell you what I have learned from them. Um, I've learned that I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. I think yeah. when you go through some really uh, troubled times and tribulation, it can be a huge wake up call. Not only how to cope with things properly, but also your ability to get up and keep moving from that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The one, the biggest thing I've really learned that I I do want to touch on is the fact I pray on my life, like everybody, if you've gone through a really hard time, do not shy away from feeling those emotions because if you don't deal with them in the moment and you hide them away it's going to lead to really unhealthy coping mechanisms down the road um lots of people present in different types of mental health disorders uh especially if it's a really traumatic experience so 
don't be ashamed to cry. <laughs> don't be ashamed to have those moments where you just need to take a day for yourself. I actually read an article, a lot of schools now. Um, okay. I think this is great for teenagers and uh, young kids are basically they've made a mental health day um, the same policy as a sick day. So it's okay uh-huh. to take a mental health day, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. It's true. I think when you're young too, and it's so much now. These like younger kids these days, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I mean, I'm young. I'm in, I'm only 26, but I'm saying like, I think with social media, so much like bombarding them, right? So I can only imagine where, um, if it comes to bullying, if it comes to whatever it is, right? I think of too much social pressure. So that's why I think even I think I saw another interview where you were saying you know, um, it's good for um young kids to have like limitations when they're on Instagram or Snapchat and different things. Cause I think I agree. It's, it's just too much. I mean, I think even how we interact sometimes it's totally different from probably how our parents, um, you know, interact with one another. So I do think, um, the article you just um, talked about, I think that's a wonderful thing for kids to advocate mm-hmm. for themselves and say, you know what, I am having a little trouble with it out of home, whatever it is, but I'm going to take this mental health day and recuperate and come back the next day, you know? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So what is your advice that you can give with, to our listeners while they're on their journey of excellence? Hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is when you're on a journey of excellence, uh, don't focus on the end goal. Hmm. The worst thing you can do for yourself, um, even from a positive psychology perspective, is focusing on the outcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's better to focus on the past of that journey. So research shows that people, when they reach the end goal, actually don't feel um, as quantifiably happy as they had projected. But the happiest moments were the little successes and little wins. So setting little goals in between your start to finish is going to provide more happiness than focusing on the end goal because if you just focus on the end goal along that way, you're going to get really frustrated and tired and um, even disgruntled uh, based upon how slowly that journey might be. Um, the second piece of advice I would say along with that is to 100% learn how to be self-compassionate because not every step of your journey is going to be perfect. So true. Yeah. Yeah, be able to forgive yourself, be able to realize, hey, I made a mistake, mistakes are okay, I'll learn from them, maybe things aren't happening as fast as they are, be a little more self-compassionate for yourself, I read this post on Facebook the other day, half of the people that we look at successful, it took them into their 40s, 30s, late 20s, 50s, to reach their um, real excellent potential, and half of them look back, and they're like, you know what, the best part of it? was getting there yeah it's so true it's so true. i think i'm not sure if it's the same one but i, I saw another post this is the older post i think of like tina fey walt disney and like exactly oh, yeah oh, that, one, one. Okay. Okay, that, okay i'll feed that one but no that you know i think that's that's so important for us to look at the, the different things because i feel like sometimes i call our generation the microwave generation and i don't think it's our fault but you I know like we grew up with, with technology and different things of that so um you know, I think sometimes we we see others' um, success, or if we see others doing their thing, we might be like, "Why is it? You know, why am I not getting where they're 
where they're at, right? But you're right. I think the real fun is when you're on that journey, when you're, you know, you're making mistakes, but you keep on getting better. And um, yeah, like, like like what you said, like the true journey is discovering who you are along the way until you hit that pivotal moment, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I want to just uh, be really transparent and let everybody know too. I am still on my journey. Like, I don't feel I've reached nearly where I want to be. Um, but that's okay. Cause I'm enjoying every little step along the way and um, being able to enjoy those little slices of excellence is just as important at, as you know getting to your end goal one day yeah no it's so true it's so true and then what you said before I think so true is you know being easy in yourself that's something I'm trying to learn too because I sometimes I feel like well you know I'm pushing towards 30 I should be doing this I should be doing that but I'm like you know what camera like as I said I'm still on my journey I feel like I think I heard someone else say on another podcast that you know we would never truly get to where we how can I say like we will never well no one's perfect but I guess we would never be We'll never finish our journey. We could continue, but like you just have to continue getting better every day and yeah. putting your best foot forward and just you know, just loving life and enjoying life and putting out good into the world, you know? So. Mm-hmm. And dreams change. Things yep. change. Like they do. They I do. look at my f- dream board I did for 2019, like my little visualization board. I'm like, wow, half of it on there. Like I don't even care about <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like it's totally flipped on my head and I'm like you know what like at least I did it at least I put it out there I yep. I wrote down yep. what I wanted to do and I allowed myself to let things flow yeah no I think I think it's so true now we just like I think things are supposed to change I think that's actually the excitement when you might be going wrong. I mean like for this podcast I had like four or five different ways I was going to do this thing and it just keeps on evolving right or even mm-hmm. like I do a little writing myself because I went to theater program and like I thought I was going to be an actor when I first went to York University and then get into the acting program. So it's just funny how, you know, how they think, well, God works in mysterious ways. But I think that's also the enjoyment of when things sometimes you do put out there it may not go exactly what you want. But you can mm-hmm. also see how far you've came from your past, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 100%. Well, I appreciate you being on the Journey of Excellence podcast. Before we get out of here, though, where could they follow you? Or if I know you do a lot of speaking events, different things. Is there anything coming up that you want to let the people know um, where they can find you or follow you at? Um, I do plan on posting a lot more on my YouTube channel. Uh, right now it's sitting a little stagnant, but you can find me at Chanel Connell on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash Chanel Connell. Um, and then that's spelled S-H-A-N-E-L-L-E. <laughs> uh, not like the perfume. You can find me on my Instagram. There's a dot in between Chanel Connell. And then if people want to check out my TikTok, I'm posting a lot of fun acting things on there. Um, they can keep out. I'm probably going to put some behind the scenes. I'm currently filming a TV pilot series that might be, um, released on a couple of different networks are interested in it. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Congrats to you, Shania. Mm-hmm. I know you've already done so much groundbreaking things. So I know the future is really, really bright for you. And um, I'm just thankful that we were able to connect and have this wonderful conversation. So I know um, all the gems that you dropped today, people are going to be able to take it and, yeah, live with them, you know. So thank you very much. Thank you. No, I'm just so thankful uh, we got to connect. And uh, I really wish you the best of success on your journey as well, Cam.
I want to thank Chanel for being on today's show. If you'd like to learn more about Chanel, check out her website, which is chanelcommon.com, and also follow her on Instagram, which is chanelcommon. That's spelled S-H-A-N-E-L-L-E, period, C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Also remember to follow me on Instagram, at Cameron Bolden, and head over to my website, journeyofexcellence.co, to keep up with what I have going on. I look forward to continuing our journey together next time. I'm out.